the latest in agricultural media, and some smart conversation. This is the Ag Communicators Network Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ag Communicators Network Podcast, and we're back, and we have some exciting things to share today, Holly. We do. We do. It's like the band is back together again here. Yeah. I was thinking, guess who's back by Eminem, but I don't think I can play that song. <laughs> it would have copyright issues, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Probably. But that's a, that's a song that comes to my head. Guess who's back? Back again. And I'm not going to sing on oh my, let's move on. So, um, <laughs> uh, I guess, where should we start, Holly? We have a lot of things to share today, a lot of exciting news about the podcast. Where do you think we should go? Yeah, well, we kind of decided, well, and by we, I mean the Ag Communicators Network, (laughs) decided to um, kind of restart the podcast in a little different format. And so they Mm -hmm. did a um, naming contest and we have a new name for the podcast. You and I are back um, as hosts of this gig here again <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and share the the name now sure name. so we decided with you know it's good to rebrand um good timing um and first before i go with anything i want to thank katie navara who was the previous co-host and all the work she did with the podcast um, a big shout out to her for doing the work to host and get interviews and things like that. Unfortunately, she had to step away from hosting duties. So um, we were approached by Melanie and Samantha and the staff um, of the Ag Communicators Network say, hey, we want to continue this podcast and, and then we think it'd be a great time to do a rebrand. So they did um, a naming contest where they got quite a few um pitches for names and I thought why not go ahead and throw a name into the hat and I was googling this might show my age and I'm so sorry but I was just googling like old journalism catchphrases or something you know a little bit different (laughs) Um, and I came to above the fold and I thought well you don't hear that as much anymore but it's still important when it comes to digital and the web, you want something that catches people's attention, um, good headlines. And I thought, oh, it'd be fun to call the podcast Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network. And so I pitched that um, idea to them and people voted. They had um, members vote on it, I believe. And it came back as the winner. So the new name, drumroll. Is above the <laughs> fold with the Ag Communicators Network. So awesome. it, we're, and we, we are going to stay true to that. We are going to share um, stories and talk about the latest trends and, you know, things stories and interviews worthy of being above the fold. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Right. Right. I, you know, that whole, that whole phrase makes me think of, uh, you know, I never worked in a newspaper necessarily, but in college had a uh, journalism design, you know, like a graphic design 
class where we laid out newspapers and it was a little bit of a terrible hard class <laughs> that um, I probably still have some you know nightmares about here and there um, <laughs> but it was definitely you know you're laying out front pages and then oh my gosh now the news changes and you have to start back over and um, the professor who really took some joy in doing that to us so um, but that's kind of where that above the fold comes from right it's yeah. it's that old you know what the most important news goes at the top of the front page mm -hmm. of the newspaper. Yep. And so when it's folded and it lands in the mailbox or wherever, that's what you see. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what, just, just like what you said, it's what we want this to be. Like the things that people are talking about and our members are concerned about and conversations around all of those topics and, and uh, issues. Yep. Yeah. So um, new name and but not so new hosts. So uh, <laughs> before we start recording here, um, Holly and I started this podcast back in May 10th of 2018. It's almost been four years since this podcast was introduced. And that just seems like <laughs> literally forever ago. <laughs> like a full pandemic ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like four years. Whoa. And I, I approached, um, Holly and I pitched the idea and they said, kind of said, why not? Let's do this. And, um, and here we are, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so for sure, for sure. So, yeah. So Holly and I are back co-hosting and just kind of a quick glimpse. We have, we have a, um, guest here today. I want to get to that here and just quickly, but I also want to say, um, with this new rebrand, with the new name, um, new-ish hosts, we're back again, but we're doing things a little bit differently. Holly, do you want to explain the new formatting of the podcast? Yeah, we, you know, we, we've, we've, we've had a format in the past where it's sort of, you know, topical to, you know, whatever, um, you know, guest and, and issue happened to be about, but we, Kelsey and I were just, we're talking about like how it would be nice to have kind of <clears throat> excuse me, ongoing conversations about a given topic, right? So like, let's dive deep into something and talk to several different people. Well, that leads to a series, right? So um, we're going to kind of approach it that way. So uh, Kelsey's going to kick off the first series. It's going to be, um, it's a little bit open-ended, four or five or so podcasts around a given topic. And then we'll, then I'll take over after that with a series that I will host, I guess you'd say, around a given topic. And so, um, Kelsey, your first one is, what, what's the name of it? Yep. So back when I was hosting, I did an episode with Joanne Allenbaugh called What I Wish I'd Known in My 20s. And looking back, the staff shared that was one of the most popular episodes. And I thought, well, we can do a whole series around that. And it doesn't have to be just talking with, you know, veterans of ag media it can be um, people that are just 10 years into the career, but I really want to narrow in and focus on, um, our members and their stories and how they got to where they are today. So it'll be a mixture of interviews with maybe, um, some retirees, although maybe not so much retired, they're still doing excellent things. Um, and then some that maybe are only 10 years, 10, 15 years into the career, but I just want to really narrow in and focus on their careers and, I, I feel like I could learn so much from them, especially as a young professional myself. So that'll be the series I'll start out with and we'll go from there. So yeah, I we, love that. 
Yeah. So we really, what I also want to share here is we're always open to taking suggestions for topics and guests. Um, you can always message us on Facebook or find us on whatever it might be, Instagram um, or share with the staff. I really want this podcast to be an open forum of ideas and conversations and um it helps when we, when the membership tells us, well, I'd like to hear more about this, or I have a question about this. And we, we still want these topics and podcast episodes to be timely and relevant. Yeah, absolutely. I think I love that topic. Like just the idea of thinking about what, what do I wish I'd known in my twenties that <laughs> yeah. would be helpful to someone else at this point. And that's just kind of the stuff we want to talk about in the podcast and, and just a whole wide range of stuff. So, um, I think my next series is going to be on finding good sources and how do you do that? And and how do you find new sources when some of us maybe have been talking to the same people for a long time and how do you cultivate new sources and how do people who've done this for a long time Mm -hmm. find really good sources and, and mix together those interviews for, um, something that's really helpful to the reader. So that'll be that one. We've got some like long range plans of, big lofty topics like what's the future of print journalism and in <laughs> agriculture and things like that so yeah. wide open a lot of we're open for any ideas and guests mm-hmm. or anything else so just get a hold of us yep and so probably a, one of the biggest exciting updates that we're going to announce today is we have a sponsor so holly i'll go ahead and let you introduce our sponsors i know you're great friends with used to work with you if that's a hint hint and i'll let you take it away absolutely so i feel like we need another drum roll big announcement our <laughs> podcast sponsor is wiffles hybrids from here in illinois Woohoo! and with us today is jill lore um, Jill, hello. Hi guys. I had to contain myself. You guys started talking about your other topics and I was like, oh my gosh, my mind is reeling about the things that I wish I knew in my twenties <laughs> and, uh, talking about finding sources. Uh, that's always a challenge. I think that'll be a great topic too. So I tried to be quiet as a church mouse over here. Cause I know I, I didn't want to introduce myself and bomb the conversation, but uh, I am excited to be here. And I think uh, you guys have a lot of great topics on the horizon. So I think this is going to be great. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We're excited. And, you know, Jill, we obviously we've worked together a lot in the past, you know, during your time in, in editorial and then, and then again, you know, at, at your role at Wiffles, um, share a little bit about what you're doing now at, at Wiffles and, and how things are looking there. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, my official title is communications manager and the media relations lead. So My part of the marketing team is to oversee and work with our agency uh, that handles our brand campaign. So all the fun stuff that you see in print, TV, radio, all those things. But then also I get to work with great people like you guys as a media relations lead. Um, I also work on a lot of the direct tactics that we do uh, to our, to our customers, to our seed representatives and that sort of thing. So that's kind of my uh, title and role. I've been here well, minus the break, uh, almost 10 years. And as Holly said, I did take it to that. Everybody here at Whipples likes to call it my break. And I can assure you that was not a break, was it, Holly? Um, so I did, I did a two and a half years wonderful stint on the editorial side. So I kind of, um, I was really looking forward to this. Um, I, I, I absolutely appreciate all the work that you guys do. So like I said, uh, we are excited to be here 
um, I'm personally excited to be here. And as a brand, we're also very excited to support uh, the podcast and ACN. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> really enjoyed those years when we could work together and, and then just nice. Like we still get to work together <laughs> just in a different way. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. The ag world is small as we all know. And it is. Uh, never burn a bridge. Uh, it's, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. tell every young person that, you know, in any class, like never burn a bridge because it's a small There's one world. thing to learn in your twenties. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was about world. to say. Very small world. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is part of, I mean, like it was, I was on Facebook at some point, I think that was last week, the weeks that run together here a little bit, but when you were at NAMA and that was the first I saw of your big win at NAMA. So tell us a little bit about that because we were super excited for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I can tell you that we were not expecting it. We were blown away. Um, it, obviously, you know, you put the work in there and you hope that you win, but, uh, and we had a feeling it would do well in its category, but when, you know, when, when the category and then the whole consumer division and then best of show, uh, speechless, uh, we walked right. away speechless. So, um, the entry itself was Whipple's Wednesday and it was entered in the company or producer funded advertising, uh, directed towards consumers, which I'll be honest that's the first time we have ever entered that category because normally our communications campaign, our marketing campaign is targeting our customers. It's targeting our seed representatives and it's uh, targeting prospective prospective customers. So this was a change of pace for us. And the whole idea was part of our 75 years, our 75th anniversary celebration last year. Uh, Wibble Hybrids was started back in 1946. And so uh, we were celebrating our big anniversary. And there was kind of three reasons for doing the Wiffles Wednesday campaign itself. Um, we wanted to thank the local community. We've been here, you know, for a very long time. And they've been very supportive, whether it's uh, their kids walking fields and pollinating or the tasseling, or we've got a lot of people who work now, as the company grows and grows, we've got uh, people that come from various communities, Geneseo, Atkinson, Anawan. Um, so we wouldn't be where we are today without the community. So we wanted to thank them. Uh, we've been here a really long time, but there are still a lot of people that don't know Wiffles Hybrids. They might know about the company. They might see the sign as they drive by. You know, if they're over in Atkinson, they've seen our production plant grow leaps and bounds over the last 10 years. But <laughs> you know, they just really don't know what those right. whistles people are up to. You know, they just right. don't understand it. So we saw this as a great way to tell people a little bit about ourselves and what we do. And Jill, um, just for some perspective, what's the, what's the population of Geneseo, give or take? Give or take, I think on the sign, oh gosh, I want to say it's 5,000, but I feel like yeah. it's more than that because where our town line is, it's kind of funky. There a lot, a lot of our population lives like right outside the town. And I right. don't think they're officially counted, but anyway, so it's about 5,000. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's, a, it's a kind of your classic small town, right? In Illinois. Exactly. Exactly. And we're right outside the quad cities. So we're about 20, 30 minutes outside the quad cities. So there are a lot of people who live out in Geneseo who then commute to the quad cities who, again, you know, would not know a lot about whistles or what we do um, and all the things. Uh, the last part of the campaign, the, the why behind it, 
this was coming off the pandemic and mm-hmm. a lot of local businesses, as you guys know, and everybody knows struggled, you know, that favorite local coffee shop, that favorite restaurant, um, we were hoping that a lot of them would survive the pandemic. And this to us was a great way to partner with them and not only thank them for supporting us throughout the years, but to help maybe give them a little bit of a boost uh, back into the, I'm going to say post pandemic. I know we're still kind of in it, but really kind of when all those restrictions were starting to lift and things like that, we saw this as a way uh, to partner with them. So what we did, just to explain a little bit about the, the campaign, is throughout the summer, uh, we partnered with local businesses, uh, coffee shop, restaurant, donut shop, uh, a cupcake shop, and a, each week we would celebrate Whipple's Wednesday. And so the first 75 customers uh, through the door or to mention Whipple's Wednesday would get a free cupcake or they would get a free donut and things like that. And then we did signage, we did social media posts, um, we worked with the Geneseo Brewing Company for a Whipple's Wednesday, and they did a wonderful uh, brew for us that was special for, for Whipple's, um, and we did uh, pint glasses for that, uh, all the things, right, that you would, right. you would envision that you would need, napkins, cups, uh, for that side of thing, and so we also then provided a little cheat sheet for all the local businesses to hand out that they just had some fun facts about us just to help educate consumers, you know, in the area, what exactly that we do. Um, so it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun um, to work with these local businesses. It was a lot of fun to get text messages from friends. Hey, <laughs> thanks for the coffee this morning. Hey, thanks for the donut this morning. You know, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we were really proud of it, but um, you know, like I said, winning was just a bonus. Winning, winning mm-hmm. that NAMA award was just a bonus because the campaign itself was just a lot of fun for us to put together. That's and awesome. what does what does the campaign look like going forward? Now, do you have do you plan to change it at all? Do you just keep on doing what you've been doing? So Whipple's Wednesday actually just started as something that we did on social media. You know, the Whipple's mm-hmm. Wednesday it was you know a way to. Uh, encourage people to do something for Whipple's Wednesday. So then, you know, it kind of grew, grew legs. And now um, <laughs> it's something that we do for radio. If we're doing a Whipple's Wednesday, we, we kind of talk about it being Whipple's Wednesday. Um, but the other thing that we're really doing is encouraging all of our district sales managers, you know, across the central corn belt in Iowa and Illinois, Southern South Dakota, Southern Wisconsin, wherever they are um, to take Whipple's Wednesday and what we did here in Geneseo and Atkinson and Anawan, and do that in your local hometown. You know, businesses are still struggling. There's got to be mm-hmm. a coffee shop or a restaurant or a brewery, whatever it is, you know, reach out to them, do a Whipple's Wednesday in your, in your local area. So um, it may not be exactly for the 75th anniversary um, celebration, but there's definitely um, some things going on down in the local communities to continue Whipple's Wednesday going forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool how the timing of all of this came together, you know, for, for you yes. all the company celebrating your 75th, yes. tying this in with, you know, um, the pandemic yeah, the there. In, yeah. Your, mm-hmm. in your town and yeah. And just, just really good timing that kind of 
um, came together for everything. And I, I would assume that that's part of at least what the, the judges saw there, you know, and, and wanted to recognize. Yes. And like I said, winning was great, but for me, it's, you know, when we followed up with a lot of these restaurants, uh, it was exciting for them because customers who had yet to walk back in the door after being on lockdown, this was enough to push them back through the door. Push is probably a little bit of an aggressive word, probably not the best word, pulled them back in the door. And so they were just like, we saw customers that we have not seen for so long. And it was awesome. It was awesome. So uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, we, we enjoyed doing it. We're very proud of it. We were excited, excited to see it recognized and Whiffles Wednesday will live on. That's awesome. It's very cool to see a marketing campaign make a difference in a small town. Yeah. And Jill, you won, yep. okay, so that, that campaign won best of show, right? For NAMA. And I was trying to think like what the equivalent of that is in a, in Ag Communicators Network, right? So would that be like that's, writer that's, of the year, story of the year, <laughs> grand champion uh, yes. of the year overall? Right. Like well, and that's the same. So it, it, it won its category and then it won like the consumer division, if you will, best of show. And then it won grand champion overall. So yes, this would be like that grand champion steer at the state fair kind of situation. <laughs> um, and yes, I would say story of the year, writer of the year. I would say that that's probably the equivalent for ACN. Yes. That's fantastic. Jill, I do have a question. So you were talking about your time, you know, being at Wiffles then going to the editorial side and then going back to Wiffles. Um, is there anything that sticks out in your mind of how your time in editorial helped you with your current position? Was there any skills you learned there that helped um, now being back at Wiffles or even in this marketing campaign Wiffle Wednesdays that you did? That is a great question. Well, things that I took away, I think, uh, not that I did not know how hard editors work. But, um, and to maybe, maybe this isn't a learning thing, but it was very eye-opening. And I'm going to use Farm Progress Show as an example, right? <laughs> so Farm Progress Show on, in my role now, you know, that's a lot of coordinating of the booth, coordinating of the landscaping, coordinating of the graphics going into that booth. Uh, so there's a heck of a lot of work that goes into uh, getting ready for Farm Progress Show. And yes, there are long days once we get there, but once we get there, things are pretty, pretty solid and pretty done. On the flip side of that, uh, on the editorial side, that was a lot of work. Um, <laughs> I was on the new products team, one of four, and we covered that ground, every single possible new product that we could find. And it was so overwhelming to me to learn about all these products, to take away their key benefits and what they do. And I learned so much uh, in such a short amount of time and then to turn around and get all of that written and organized. So I guess my <laughs> takeaway was, again, not, not that I didn't know how hard editors worked you know, before that, but to me, um, ag editors work extremely hard and the work is important, right? Um, at the end of the day, you're educating farmers about how to be more productive and more profitable, which is mm. part of why Wiffle's, you know, Wiffle's mission from the start is to do just that. That was to help our farmer neighbors be more profitable. And as ag editors and communicators, you play such a huge role in that. And that's mm. why we're supporting it. But to, uh, to me, that was, I think, maybe the other eye-opening thing 
was uh, you, you, you write the articles, you put them out there, you pray someone's reading it, uh, <laughs> but you don't really know, right? I mean, you might know once you right. share it online and by, through social media and things like that, and you see the likes or the, the comments that way, but you just don't know who's all reading it until you get cornered <laughs> at your local <laughs> coffee shop or at a 4-H meeting. And uh, you, you just don't put two and two together that, yeah, you know, people that I know are actually reading this and they are taking away really key information and making some decisions on that. And to me, the impact of that and, and knowing that um, I could be impacting somebody's decisions on the farm and ultimately impacting their operation. I think that was just a very eye-opening experience for me to know the the value and the impact that I was making in ag. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic, Jill. I'm just sitting Mm -hmm. here thinking about like, you know, you come away from those farm progress show days, like sunburnt and wind burnt, (laughs) a little crispy all over. Then the work yes. that has to be done afterwards. And it's so true. And it's, it's just, right. like you said, it's just a different right. kind of work, you know, like all those mm-hmm. exhibitors do that ahead of time, you know, so much goes into preparing, you know, those exhibits and, and whatever it is. And we all have our, our job <laughs> that we do um, and, and show up at different times and, and get it all done in the end. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. So Jill, what is it when you all decided to sponsor the podcast? What, what made you decide, you know, to, to do that? Sure. Uh, you know, I think it goes back to, you know, something that we just talked about a little bit, and that's, that's the impact that editors make on farmers. And I think we just absolutely see value in the information that ag editors and communicators give to farmers and the importance of that. And on the flip side of that, you know, as a, as a marketing team, we do a lot of communications to our customers, to our seed reps, uh, and more than that. And uh, a lot of information that comes from our agronomy team, you know, which is where they're, they're kicking off for their, you know, busiest season right now. And they're, you know, mm-hmm. getting, um, they're out in the field. We're talking about planting conditions. We're looking at, uh, you know, helping ensure our guys are waiting for those optimal planting seasons. So though you know, they're doing field notes. They're putting out newsletters. Um, we do webinars. We do some video work. Uh, we all write every single day for, you know, all, all of our emails and our social media posts. Mm-hmm. So we never really stop fine tuning those writing skills or our communication skills. So, you know, and that's part of the reason, I, you know, I'm still a member today is that, you know, we can keep continue fine tuning those skills. But I, so I think it's a combination of you know, recognizing and acknowledging the important work that ag editors and ag communicators do uh, every day for our, our farmers and our growers out there. And we're also learning too. We communicate mm-hmm. every single day and we can learn uh, from the podcast and from the information that ACN provides. Uh, some of the, you guys do webinars too, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's twofold. You know, it's, it's acknowledging and recognizing the important work that editors do in addition to us learning, you know, and how we can communicate better ourselves. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting 
Um, as you were saying that, Jill, I had a moment of reflection back to 2018 when we first started this podcast. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast was one, yes, to get behind the microphone because I did internships in radio and loved it. But two was I had just graduated the year before from the University of Illinois and our commencement speaker, Nick Offerman or Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, he, he said, never lose the attitude of a student. And I thought, well, how can I keep learning? And this podcast was born out of that question. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, and you had asked me, you know, something that I learned uh, in my time in editorial that I took now, um, Holly can tell you this. Um, I'm a, I'm kind of a research nerd. You know, anytime I went to write a story, my, my, one of my favorite parts of doing that was to do the deep dive and to look into the details and research. And so I think taking away from that experience is now kind of applying that. You know, when we went to a plan for um, the Whipples Wednesday campaign, for example, you know, that took some research <laughs> and finding out, you know, how we were going to, how we we're going to approach the local businesses and um, which businesses to approach and that sort of thing. And it was just kind of uh, talking to different people and talking to where, where do our employees go um, for lunch? What, what business has been the most supportive for us? Uh, and I, you know, there were some things that we have, you know, that we've done that we haven't done before. Um, so, I never, I guess I never stopped that deep dive research part that I really got to uh, experience on the editorial side. So um, I guess I still haven't stopped. I, I still have a tendency to do a deep dive into the details. Um, and I'm not sure that will ever stop with just uh, my personality and my experience. Right. Well, and I mean, just that natural curiosity, I think makes everybody a better communicator, whether it's an editorial, whether it's a marketing, whether, you know, whatever your position is that, that helps a lot. And that's kind of what we're getting at with the the podcast, right? Can we just have a conversation around something (laughs) with somebody who's maybe thought about something a little differently or has some experience that they can share. And I mean, that's really our, our only goal here, just to facilitate those conversations. And um, that's part of why I think Kelsey and I were both like, yeah, let's do this again. And yeah, to your for point, sure. Kelsey, like, you know, we're all still students. We, we learn something new every day. Um, and I think this is a great part of that. Uh, and we, we just never stop learning and wanting to learn and know more. So I think this is all just great content. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Jill. It's such a good thing to see Wiffles come on and sponsor and be supportive of this podcast because We want to continue to do great things and we want people and companies um, to come on board with us, you know, and do that. So thank you um, for being a sponsor this year. Absolutely. We are, we're excited to uh, sponsor the rebranding of the podcast and uh, excited to see the host back in action and be part of it. So um, thank you for inviting me to be part of the uh, kickoff here this morning. And uh, like I said, we appreciate it and Look forward to hearing the future podcast. Holly, is there anything else you'd like to add before we log off here? I don't know if log off is the right word, but before we end here. <laughs> we'll call it a day. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, I, it's just fun to talk to you both and uh, looking forward to all this a lot. Yeah, thank you. Well, until next time, everyone. 
This has been an Ag Communicators Network podcast. Thanks for listening. And please visit us online at agcomnetwork.com for more great content.